The transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. And on Tuesday night, NC State suffered a massive loss. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Kenton, we will waste no time getting into it. Stunning news on Tuesday night for NC State football. Elite cornerback Aiden White has entered the transfer portal on the last day that he could have done so, as Tuesday was the deadline to enter your name for specific designations. Immediate reactions. What do you make of this news? I don't want to overreact, but you and I talked about this off air plenty of times. And I spe- what was it that I specifically said? If we got back White and Battle, what was it that I specifically said you can go ahead and do? You said start planning for Charlotte. I still stand by that. I mean that. It, had we gotten both of these guys back, I have no doubt in my mind, no doubt in my mind uh, how special the defense was going to be because in reality that gives you the freedom to throw a lot more exotic dogs and all that, knowing that you can leave your corners on an island one up. And don't get me wrong. I think the corners behind Aiden White are, are good as well. I think that there are some young pups that are they're coming along. We saw CSA get better and better as the year went along. Uh, you would hope that Cooley and the gang coming over from Maryland are, are looking good as well. And, I mean, Shaheen Battle is Shaheen Battle. He's, he's played a ton of ball, made some big plays here too. None of them are Aiden White. With all due respect, he's the best corner this university has seen since Dwayne Washington. And and I know some people are going to say, well, Dave Emerson, listen, with all due respect to Dave Emerson, he's the best ball hawk that this university may have ever seen. But I'm talking pound for pound, each technique, in and out of everything, it's it's Aiden. It's Aiden. And it's it's been Aiden um again going back to quite some time. So this is a moment for me that is disheartening. It's saddening, but at the end of the day, it kind of it's the new reality. It's it's where we are. This is the new ball game that we're playing. And and you know, as sad as it is, as hurtful as it is, you hope that um you'd hope it end up like a lot of those guys at Florida State who said they were transferring out, took a look around and said, actually, I'm good. I'll come on back and and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be the slightest bit sad or upset about that. So, you know, this is this the reality that we live in and, um, you know, hate to see him go. This is a tough one, man. This is a super tough one. And when the transfer portal opens every year, NC State fans kind of cling to their chair a little bit saying, oh, man, we got to make it through another cycle and hope not to lose a very key piece to what we're trying to do next year. You saw a couple names early on. You said, okay, understand that. Wish them the best. Based on the pieces we have coming back next year, still feel comfortable. You hope that you wouldn't see a name as big as Aiden White. And on the last day of the portal being open, no less. Aiden White has been one of the best cornerbacks that NC State has ever seen. And that's not 
hyperbole at all. He has been that good. It is all on tape. There's a reason that he does not get targeted very often by opposing teams. It's because he is shutting down that side of the field. And, you know, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head here, Kenton. If you get an Aiden White back to really lock down one whole side of the field in that secondary, you feel great about your defense entering 2024. And so to lose him at this point in the cycle is a massive kick to the you-know-where. I mean, it's it puts the coaching staff in a tough spot. I understand there's some visits that will be going on very soon, so you hope that you can convert one or two, maybe three of those into some instant impact-type players for 2024. But this is a – it's a tough loss, and there's no two ways about it. This is a massive loss for this defense coming into 2024. I guess to change fields here, it's not a death sentence. And Aiden no, is no. a superb player. He is. He is a very high-caliber player. Wherever he ends up, and he can play literally anywhere that he wants to because that's how good he is, you know he's going to make a bag. You know it's probably going to be on a very solid team that gets a lot of national recognition. You can already kind of see the writing on the wall there. Something we've said these last couple weeks through the transfer portal process is really the only person that has felt completely irreplaceable is 11. There is no other Peyton Wilson, and you cannot replace him no matter how hard you try. Yeah, Aiden White has been excellent, but for me, it is not the end of the world that he's moving on here. It sucks. Don't misquote me there. This absolutely sucks. But something that has kind of stuck in the back of my mind here in these last couple hours, way back in the offseason before this 2023 season, we started to review the incoming 2023 class and then some of the 2024 recruits, and we started talking about could we have maybe the best defensive back class coming into state that maybe we've ever had? And I believe our answer back then was yes. Well, now a lot of those guys have a year of experience, maybe limited, but I mean, they're still been in the program. They're getting valuable practice reps. You're going to be looking to probably a couple of them in addition to your incoming transfers to really take a step up here. The, the recruiting rankings in the stars, you know, obviously they don't always tell the full story, but the caliber of guys that we have brought in as freshmen this past year, the caliber of transfers we're bringing in, you look at a guy like Tamarcus Cooley, Corey Coley, potentially some more DBs here in a very short amount of time, you're going to need guys take a massive step forward. And I'll tell you this also, I have a lot of faith in Tony Gibson to prepare those guys in order to take that next step. So you would absolutely love to keep Aiden White into this team. He is that deal. He is that good. But NC State, they're going to have to find a way to replace what they've lost here. And I have some faith, although their backs are kind of against the wall here with the timing of this. I think that we will ultimately end up okay. I don't believe any player ever is truly irreplaceable. Like, yeah, you don't one for one that guy for a lot of guys, uh, but no player is truly irreplaceable, especially with the nature of the way sports is. I mean, you know, you, you have to be ready. Um, but in terms of impact, again, I, and I'm not saying this because I'm an NC state guy. If you've watched Aiden closely, and you've watched defensive back play around the country closely over the last few years. I stand firm and he is the most underrated corner in the nation. I'd even go as far as to say the most underrated defensive back because he is absolute lights out. He has cost so many guys money, so many receivers who were supposed to be this or that in the draft 
they ran into to Aiden White, and all of a sudden, well, how good is he? How? And and for whatever reason, nobody seen, tends to put together the two and two of, huh? All these receivers look really good until they go up against NC State. Weird coincidence. That's a very weird thing there. But um, with that being said, he's a player in the program. At some point in time, in the nature of college football, you know, in the NFL, you can hold on to a guy for eight, 10, 12, 15 years, as long as their bodies can do it. You can hold on to them. In college, it's the nature of the beast. Everybody's going to time out. Everybody's going to move on eventually. And, you know, his moving on was just quicker than we thought. Yeah, But, I mean, but that's the other part of it that kind of eases a little bit of this blow. Many of us already suspected he was going to be playing on Sundays, you know? True. Like, yes, it is a gut punch that's like, man, he's gone, but it's like and, – and it's a gut punch that he's in the transfer portal, meaning there's a chance that we have to play against him next year. But who really thought coming in or coming out of the season and with the type of season that Aiden White had, hey, after stringing together two seasons of what? It's either zero or one touchdown in total being called on him over the course of two years. Who would have thought, like, hey, we're going to get that cornerback, you know? And I guess it, it kind of speaks to possible motivations behind this move. Of course, uh, Kenton, you tweeted out, you know, I just simply can't wrap my mind around this. And you got a pretty quick reply from Inside Pack Sports saying potentially didn't get the draft grades that he was quite looking for. And I can understand that part of it. You can pre-going through that process if you feel like you still have a lot left to prove of yourself. I can certainly understand wanting another year of college ball. But for me, where I get lost in just that portion of it is you already have a ton of tape put out there from your time at NC State. What else could you really prove other than maybe going into a different defensive scheme, which I do think maybe that was the sales pitch given to him by someone else. I think that whatever he's seeking to accomplish, he certainly could have done here at NC State if he hasn't already. Like you mentioned, to go two years and give up maybe what zero or one touchdowns, who else is really doing that across the country? Like that's that's an outstanding accomplishment. So I don't know. It's tough. I'll I'll say this and I'll leave it here. There are in terms of the scheme fit thing, there's only maybe one thing that you could maybe ask for out of a corner, which you objectively don't see out of even all the top corners. Maybe it's oh, we need you to follow around the top guys. But even if that were the case. He's had the toughest assignment there is in all of of football. Hey, buddy, we're sending the dogs. It's you and that receiver one-on-one. With all due respect, there are – I would argue that in terms of scheme fit and whatnot, that's probably the worst argument for Aiden leaving because if you look at the corners who have generally been bust, who have not worked out in the NFL but they looked amazing in college – they played a ton of zone. They had great defensive lines that they you could send for and you could get kind of tricky on the back end and disguise things with the zone and have a player, you know, kind of take advantage of the fact that pressure was coming quickly as opposed to, hey, um, you and him all day, wherever he goes, you go. As opposed to, hey, uh, you and whoever lines up at this right receiver, you and them, you're going at it. So have fun. Um, you know, and I think back to a tease Tabor, for example, out of out of uh, University of Florida. He was really good at doing all of the zone things. He was really good at, oh, yeah, if it's cover two, he can disguise it. He can make it look like cover three. And then, boom, he's up there picking off that quick out. Da, da, da. 
Aiden is the exact opposite. You know what's coming. You know that it's you and him on an island. If you can beat him, you can get open, congratulations. You can break a tackle after getting open, Katie did's at the doorstep. Strike up the band. Unfortunately, he was putting brothers in straight jackets. <laughs> I like my cornerbacks, cornerbacky, and he very much so was that. The cornerbackiest, if you the will. The cornerbackiest corner. Yeah. It's a very tough pill to swallow. And again, this just is the new reality. You could certainly have a player who has exemplified your program for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden he wants to put himself in a new situation in hopes of putting himself in the best possible draft stock. It's tough for NC State. There's no two ways about it, but we wish Aiden White the best. Certainly hope we don't have to see him on the field next year because uh, he is that good. Up next, we'll be talking about a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something after a quick word from our sponsors. Our Wednesday sponsor is LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easier when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they might not have the time or resources in order to effectively hire. So thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back here. Middle portion of our Wednesday show. We're going to dive into a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something. First one here, Aiden White is now gone. Shaheen Battle still unknown, but has given a little bit of indication that he may also be gone. So it sounds like there's going to be some visiting transfers soon. But all of this, Kenton, a whole lot of nothing or a whole lot of something? A whole lot of something. Like I said, if those two had come back, not only would they have been a top cornerback duo in the ACC, they probably would have been one of the top five cornerback duos in the uh, in the nation, in the nation. And so um, to kind of see that that we may go from like, oh, man, it'd be great to have both of them back to having neither, which we knew was a possibility going yeah. into this offseason. It, it's, it's a whole lot of something, uh, even though you expected that they could both leave. Uh, seeing one guy transfer out, which to me – I thought if if anything, it was going to be, um, you know, both to the league or Aiden to the league and Battle stays. And I was hearing, well, Battle's leaning really hard toward the league. And I'm like, okay, well, if we get Battle to the league and Aiden stays, we'll be all right. And, you know, now we we come to find out Aiden's transferring out. And now you're looking at Battle like, oh, man, what's, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Um, you know, a whole lot of something. Yeah, it's certainly a whole lot of something. And, you know, no other way to phrase these are two guys that have held down your secondary for some of the most outstanding defenses that we've seen at NC State for a very long time. And there's the smallest portion of my brain that possibly says a whole lot of nothing, only because there's been times where I've kind of operated under the idea that we might not have both here anyway, like you mentioned. But 
for Aiden White to transfer instead of either coming back or going to the league, that one stings. And so this is certainly a whole lot of something. And it also creates a whole lot of something for this coaching staff because, like I already mentioned a couple minutes ago, this creates a whole lot of urgency because you have got to fill these holes very quickly in order to give yourself plenty of talent to rise to the top here in 2024. Next one here, pretty much related. Nose tackle Brandon Cleveland and safety Devin Boykin signed with Savage Wolves for 2024. Whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something? I'll say whole lot of something. I mean, the, the reality is, you know, this the new nature of the ball game is keeping your guys is sometimes your best get. Yep. You know, you, you, see, you hear how we're talking about Aiden White, and this isn't the guy that we were in on in the portal. It's sometimes it's just keeping your guys. And, and so uh, the reality is, you know, there's just a, a need to retain good talent in today's game because guys can leave for a myriad of reasons. Let's just be honest. And so to keep really good players, you're always happy about that whole lot. So. And after the departure of C.J. Clark, it became imperative that we could keep Brandon Cleveland here for 2024 and beyond. So this it's a little bit of a sigh of relief to make sure that Cleveland is locked in. And Devin Boykin's another one. You felt his absence in that bowl game, not being a very experienced piece in the back half of that secondary. You're going to need as much experience as you can possibly keep on, on staff here to then pour on to the younger guys and the transfers implementing that culture. So getting back both of these guys for sure in 2024 is a very big deal. Not to mention they're both extremely talented. You saw multiple portions of this year where Brandon Cleveland may have been pushing C.J. Clark for some starter snaps because Cleveland felt like every time he was rotating in, he was making a play on the football. So we're expecting big things out of Cleveland in 2024. And of course, yeah, Boykin, we're going to be looking at him to be possibly one of the quarterbacks, if not the quarterback of the defense in 2024. So these are two big-time deals, and it feels good to have them locked in for next season. Last one here, a little bit of a transition into basketball talk because that's how we're going to round out the show as well. NC State goes on the road to South Bend this evening, a potential road win over Notre Dame to resume ACC play. A whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of something. I'd say a whole lot of something because at that point in time, I believe that would be uh, State starting off conference play 2-0. and And that's always what you want to see. And plus, this is a Notre Dame team that while they haven't looked super impressive all the time, just whooped the wheels off Virginia. So, you know, this is this is a team that that's at this may not turn out to be a good win, but at this point in time in the season, you're not thinking about quality wins, bad wins. Get in rhythm, figure it out. We're in a new year. Throw everything that happened behind you last year in the trash. Go forward and be better going into the new year. And not to say they were bad to start off the season. Not to say that at all. I'm just saying this is you got to look at conference play as a new season here and go for it and, and, you know, get a win on the road here in South Bend. little bit of devil's advocate for me. I'm actually going to go a whole lot of nothing. And I'll say mm. this because Notre Dame's not very good. And I know what they just did to Virginia a couple nights ago, but this needs to be a business-is-business business game. Notre Dame has no business hanging around with NC State in this game, despite the fact that it is a road game for the Wolfpack. Go on the road, take care of business, and keep it pushing. I'll talk about this a little bit more. I know this is a pretty bold statement here, but this needs to be a painless win. Go up, out-physical them, out-hustle them, out-work them, win the game on the road, and keep it pushing. For me, it's a whole lot of nothing. You know, that's that's fair. 
that's I can understand that standpoint of like, hey, this is a, a pushover team that you need to push over, but I'm sorry, this is still ACC basketball. Well, Joe Lenardi and company could disrespect us as, as disrespect the conference as much as he wants to and say, oh, only four teams will be in if the tournament started. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, the reality is this is, you know, that to me at least, this is still, you know, not no no jokes, no messing around, no mucking around because you mess around in ACC and anybody, including Louisville, and the Kenny Payne error that they got going on over there. Notice I said error, E-R-R-O-R instead of error that they got going on over there could beat you. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'll, I'll share my other half of my brain on this subject in just a second after a quick word from our sponsors. Rounding out our Wednesday show with a little round ball talk, NC State basketball will go on the road this evening to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I guess you could say it's ACC play part two as we've already played one game on the road and beat the Boston College Eagles. But from here on out, it's ACC play for good. It's time to strap it in, win every single possible game that you can, and the resume from there on out will take care of itself. But like I just mentioned, this is a Notre Dame team that is bad. And I say that respectfully, maybe even a little bit disrespectfully, they're just not a very good basketball team this year. I believe they lost by 10 at home to Western Carolina. They got blown out at home by the Citadel, which is a team that mm. we handle business with to begin our season. Yeah. They struggle scoring the ball at points. They turn the ball over a lot. Poor shooting from three-point land. They just struggle in many facets of the game. And so it's almost unbelievable that they completely manhandled UVA by 22 points just a couple nights ago. So this is the other half of my brain that I was mentioning just a couple minutes ago. This is the ACC, and on any given night, you can win or you can lose. Don't let it be you. This would be a horrible loss for NC State at this point in the season. A horrible loss. And I'm not mincing words. We've seen this fan base go up in flames over losses against three ranked teams. If you lose this game on the road at Notre Dame, that is almost panic button material. They are that bad this year. Crash the boards. Notre Dame actually surprisingly rebounds at a pretty solid clip. We're going to need all hands on deck to limit second chance opportunities, get down the floor in transition, and make them pay for it. Outwork them, out-physical them, out-hustle them. And, I mean, from that point on, the rest should take care of itself. But you cannot afford to beat yourself in this game in South Bend. I think the key for this team is the same as it always is with Keats. And, and it's a shame that we haven't been able to get it done at a high enough clip. Get stops outside of the turnovers, right? Like, yes, turnovers are great. And, and Keats' system is going to generate turnovers. That, hey, we're we're pressing you three-quarters court or full court, whatever the case may be. It's going to generate some pressure. I mean, it's going to generate some turnovers. That pressure is going to generate some turnovers. But the reality is you need stops when you don't force a turnover. You need to have the ability to get the defensive rebounds when you do force a miss. You need to have the ability to make it tough on guys to get to the lane. It shouldn't be like it, it shouldn't feel like we have, you know, three to four, um, three to four traffic cones out there defensively. Be active. You can move. You can move your feet. I promise you, while it seems like they may have outlawed playing defense at some levels of the game, it's not to tell, not so in college. You can do that. You can get up in the guys and, and, you know, do what you need to do there. So 
stops outside of turnovers is is always a key for me with this team, and I need to see it here as well. And speaking of stops, we need to make sure we are stopping their freshman guard in Marcus Burton. He is essentially all they got, if we're being honest with you. He is their best player. I believe he scores about 15 a game. And outside of Burton, they really don't have much. Like, I'm being completely yeah. honest in saying this. So if you go out, Jaden Taylor, Casey Morsell, I need Marcus Burton in Guantanamo Bay on Wednesday night. You cannot allow him to beat you because if you handle him, I do not see a world in which NC State fumbles this one away. Absolutely. I 1,000% agree. Some bad news and maybe a little bit of good news. That will do it for us here on Wednesday. Looking forward to eating some ice cream this evening as well. Have some post-game commentary on the game at Notre Dame. Be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. I'll make sure to get to all of those and also make sure I have plenty to choose from on Friday. Already had some good comments that I'll be sure to feature on Friday, by the way. And as always, hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscribe button because hopefully we've got some good news to celebrate in the world of transfers for NC State football. Make sure you're paying attention to all we got to say about it. That will do it for us here on Wednesday. Until tomorrow, go Pack. Go Pack.